Welcome back to the Whatnots Reactor Core. If you are keeping score, it is number 112. Mm. We are here to discuss Yellow Jacket Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, hello. I need to tell you about my viewing experiences for the first two episodes of Yellow Jackets. Go for it. I brought my new roommate into this show uh, here at season two. Okay. She plays shocker. She's a big jock. Like maybe you'd be into this. Sure. So I showed her like a, I found a good half hour, like season one recap video. I think it was from heavy spoilers. Okay. Shout out to heavy spoilers for providing us with that service. We made a whole night of it. We got Panda Express. <laughs> we settled in for a night of twists and turns. And she bought THC gummies. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, so I've been watching season two of Yellow Jackets. Hi for the first time in my whole life. <laughs> that was it. Amazing. Congratulations, Melissa. I am, um, I am reserving these. I take one half of one of these little gummies every Friday night when she and I just get takeout and relax and watch this. What yeah. experience. Uh, man, I am so excited to be here and, and talk mm. about season two. Uh, we did cover all of season one in a previous spoiler cast uh, back when season one came out. So if you want to hear our thoughts uh, on that, you guys can go check it out. Uh, but season two is here. It just started. I think the way we're going to be covering this is yeah. every two episodes uh so a total of five uh that we will be making here on the reactor core melissa i i have to say episode two kept me up all night i have a energy drink here with me my mind is racing i cannot stop thinking about this show um so yeah i'm i'm super stoked to this, this show truly grabbed you. Both of us watched it. Both both of us thoroughly enjoyed it. But you mm -hmm. you're on another level. You're full red string about this show, oh, and I just oh, I so watch am. it. I'm in, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I gave you this like warning up front. Like if I don't remember something, I would oh, yeah, high. <laughs> it was my whole body felt like it was warm, and you know those like little rubber jiggly balls that you would see in like a crate outside of the toy store just sure. vibrating around for you to buy them i felt like one of those there you go good stuff good stuff uh well yeah let's let's jump right in here melissa it's been a year and a few months since season yeah. one came out uh what did you think of these first two initial episodes they're giving me a lot of what I wanted. I I did thoroughly have fun with the first season. I like the story. I love the performances. And I, I was frequently wishing that it had a slightly higher production value. And I knew a lot of that was this was probably filmed during COVID. They probably had limited sets or scenarios. I could put some of the actors in. Mm -hmm. uh, but this season, I think with, with loosening restrictions and the amount of attention the first season got it probably has a higher budget i think it looks better like at no point in season one were there any shots where i thought wow what a really gorgeous shot like the landscape mm. of the canadian wilderness gorgeous but the, there's the trees kind of hide it all and cover it in it, it feels enclosed 
right? Yeah. Th- this season is giving me the step up in production value and artistic expression that I wanted. So I'm very Good. happy. Good stuff. Yeah, I I liked these first two episodes a lot. I think the first one in particular does a good job of kind mm-hmm. of checking in with all of the well, both the uh like 1990s time when they are stuck out in the wilderness mm. and hating what's happening in that, as well as uh what's happening in modern day times, uh, and just seeing where everyone is at. It felt in a Weird, because we we got a lot of new info in that first one, but it also feels like we kind of didn't, but yeah. in a good way, in a way that was like, mm. let's let's just kind of repeat some of the end beats that we saw from from season one, but just tell them slightly differently so that it feels new. It feels like you're catching up, and then we'll spr- mm-hmm. we'll sprinkle in a few new things. Um, there are just like reminders of like, we haven't forgot about this plot. We haven't forgot yeah. about this mystery. Like, here's this. Um, and then it was episode two that I, I think really. Yes. By, by that time watching that, I think, yeah, I just things started spinning in my mind. I caught on to certain things and then i just decided to go down a rabbit hole last night and i started looking up wikipedia pages what does this mean what is that what is this tell me the story of this thing and yeah i i am i am super excited to dive into (laughs) more of of this when you told me you were up all night extensive notes (laughs) good i didn't write anything down i i imagined you like in the middle of the night, your partner Rachel's asleep and she feels you shaking her and you're like, Rachel, Rachel, do we have any thumbtacks? Rachel, making a conspiracy board. Thumbtacks. Where do we put them? I need more do you have string? <laughs> <laughs> is she in um, on this or are you, is, is this your so solo journey? We, we are watching it together. Okay. Uh, she was off at a friend's house yesterday, so I had to watch mm-hmm. this one by myself. After we record this, I'm watching it again with her so that I can then catch her up on all of my theories and thoughts and stuff like that. So, yeah, I have extensive notes. I'm not going to hit all of them uh, in in this. There's definitely a few few things that I do want to pull pull out. Uh, But I I still just want to have our regular discussion. What we thought of certain scenes, certain performances, all that good Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, I think first and foremost, new opening credits, uh, is what we got here. Mm -hmm. And I, I think this is going to be a big thing for the show, uh, specifically because there was an Easter egg in the credits in season one that Mm. no one really knew about until the end. What? Um, What is it? It was the guy in the cabin. It was the it, who was oh, credited yeah. as Hunter. The when oh yeah uh, okay when J- Jackie is having her vision yes. the night before she dies, uh, and it like Laura Lee is there. There's that mysterious dude in, in the back that's like we've been waiting, uh, and n- no one knew who the hell that that was. He's in the credits as Hunter. And we don't mm-hmm. know if that is a name or an occupation. It could be the dead yeah. guy that was upstairs because uh, he seemed to could be, be a hunter. Right. Yeah. Could be both hunter, the hunter. Um, but uh, yeah, he like that scene, that picture of him 
is in the opening credits and no one really knew like what it was or what it meant until the 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 end there so now we are Mm. like scouring the opening credits to see if there's any glimpse of anything that we can we can get there i i love the opening credits i think they are one of the strongest elements of this show for real they're sincerely so well done absolutely set the mood uh, and there's some neat new shots in there. There's a very Twin Peaksy shot of adult Misty. Like, looks mm-hmm. like she is getting her photo taken in front of a red curtain. Yep. There is a shot of all the girls uh, in the snow. Looks like they're shaking their fists and running at something. Like they're in a they have battle. Swords. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or like sticks and swords. Yeah. <laughs> it, did, it, it did look like there was uh, a, a scene with one sword. That we, we we do get a new some new characters in this, which is mm-hmm. kind of strange because mm-hmm. we didn't really see them in season one and in all the like I, shots of all the girls. It's something there. I did want. I They're okay. So yeah. lost the plane crashed. Forty eight survivors. You've got your core cast of protagonists you're following and then just other assorted background people who barely have names or do anything. And then a couple seasons in, they make what is, I think, yeah, Scott, Steve. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I think they make a narratively smart move and they're like, they're all dead so that we know exactly who everybody on the (laughs) island is now. We don't just have nameless background extras. Lost did have the good, um, like the amount of extras that they could randomly pull someone in to be like, yeah, oh, you like they've been here. We just haven't shown Mm. you the the thing. Mm -hmm. This feels a lot smaller, a lot more intimate. They are inside a single like a single room cabin uh, that it it, it's almost kind of silly that we have new characters, but I get the conceit. Right. Yeah, I this was something I wanted out of season one for them to quantify who the non protagonist survivors are. And -hmm. even if it does seem kind of silly that it's coming this late, I'm happy they're doing this now instead of not doing it at all. That there's protagonists and then just like teammate number three. (laughs) Yeah, I think one of the biggest mysteries from season one was the mystery of this girl in the opening like yeah who is the one that falls in the pit and and dies and then they they proceed to eat her um people are starting to think that it is one of these new these three new characters uh because there is some similarities in like skin tone and body type and uh just the fact that they are a new character that we haven't really seen yep. before. They seem more expendable uh, yeah. than anything else. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. So we 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 have the the three new characters. There's Crystal, Mari, and Akila. I believe is her. Uh huh. Her name. Who's um, Misty's friend? Which yeah. means she is doomed. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't know exactly. Yeah. Um, like but crystal i think is the one that is the theater kid she mm. may have been the one that has a sword because I, I think there's a, <laughs> a, a scene where they have a sword and she's like like they're just having fun with like sticks and stuff oh, but I, yeah. I don't know if it's action the actual sport mm. or not she's a theater kid i wouldn't put it past her to have like 
a prop sword or they found one yeah. in the cabin Which, or just it. out in the woods randomly gotta right? say, i don't know uh being a theater kid and being on the soccer team that's good enough to make championships wow what a feat you must have been so busy in high school i don't know how you good did both you. of those things yeah um so there's that uh mari i think is the one that people mm-hmm. are being like i think this might be the mm-hmm. girl that, that fell into the pit mm-hmm. um and there's an, an interesting note with that is when so in this season we're also dealing with the aftermath of jackie's death yes um we'll we'll, we'll get to more of that in a sec but there's a scene where they take her necklace off and they give it to yes. Shauna. Yes. This necklace is being worn by yes. the girl in the pit. Um, so I, I'm now wondering if this is going to be some kind of symbol of you're the weakest link. You're g- going to be the one that is hunted. Oh. Like if this gets to be the like we nominate you as the one that like we Ooh. want you. Um, who knows? I, I, we don't I, know. That- that would make thematically a lot of sense, given the role that Jackie plays here in episode two. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's circle back around to, to that then. Shauna is grieving the d- d- death of mm. Jackie. Uh, and in a similar way to what we we just talked about, our, the talked about the Netflix show Arcane on one of our mm. uh, other podcasts yeah. in which there is a character that is grieving the deaths mm. of some of her f- friends and is like seeing them and speaking to them mm. in a similar uh way here she's braiding jackie's hair doing jackie's makeup uh what, what did you think of this stuff first off i thought the makeup was entirely a fantasy sequence I was shocked when there was a real caboodle there. The makeup truly was applied. That was not metaphorical. Shauna really did that. They, they surprised me with that one. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great way to keep the, the, the actress playing Jackie still part of the show. Yeah. She did a great job. I was, I, okay. So I spent season one thinking they're spending so much time with Jackie. This has to have some sort of, long-term significance and when she freezes to death at the end of season one i was telling you maybe she comes back from this maybe she is frozen to a near-death state but not totally dead maybe in the next season she wakes up i was convinced she was still alive in modern times theory that there that she was a time traveler because of the like mistake in her notebook in the yeah. modern day time it was she like says she's seen a movie that movies. hadn't come out yet exactly yeah yeah uh, which i, I um, think is just a mistake or at least a red herring um, mm, i was convinced yeah. the yellow jacket mascot at the high school reunion was going to take off the mascot head and adult jackie was in there i was big on jackie is still alive and so when you see her like completely frozen two months later, I'm like, okay, I think she is definitely dead. I don't know if you come back from that. Right. Yeah. But then when they decide to build her a funeral pyre and they, they leave her to burn. And then there's this like magical uh, sort of energy that travels throughout the forest and like shakes a tree branch so that a whole bunch of snow falls on the pyre and sort of like, doesn't uh, sort of lowers the temperature of the fire 
And then there's that scene where everybody in the cabin makes it like a like a smoker, like a natural smoker. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 I there's the scene where everybody in the cabin is reacting to something and it's not clear immediately what they are reacting to. When that happened, I was like, maybe this is what wakes her up. (laughs) We already had Van come back from nearly dying in a fire. Maybe they're going to do it again. Maybe she has remained in a cat in a like near death. The hibernation state for two months and like being warmed sleep. up, <laughs> like being warmed up and then have the the snow fall on her so that she truly is warmed and not immediately lit a flame. I'm like, maybe that would do it. Maybe she's yeah. just standing out there now. Maybe that they think they're staring at a ghost or something. That's what I thought was happening until you realize you don't know what they're reacting to because they're reacting to a smell, a thing you cannot see or hear, a smell. And yeah. they go out there and she truly has cooked. She is not I, burned to death. She's not been yeah. cremated. She is cooked. And everybody's like, you smell that? Oh, they're this all hungry. They, all the teens, all the teens go out there, just start gobbling on her. And I love the presentation of this scene with the cuts to them as these like Roman regal leaders setting down to feast. We'll get back, you know, like to that down the road here. I, I loved that. I don't, I did. You're going to obviously spend me some greater theory as to the significance of that, but I love it just as an, a metaphor there in the moment. It's shot beautifully, edited beautifully. It's such a turning point. It was not what I thought was going to happen with the turn to we eat people now. I thought it was going to be an absolute dire circumstance. Mm -hmm. Our backs are against the wall. What can we do? We have to make this choice. Instead, uh, nature just cooks Jackie. They smell it. And they're like, we can't deny the smell. Smells too good. Let's all eat Jackie. And Coach Ben didn't hobble out there on his crutch. I I think his name is, is Scott, right? His name is Ben Scott. His last name's the first name. All right. So we're both right. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yes, both correct. Uh, He's because I think Travis goes out there. So it's not the just the guys who don't eat. It's just the one adult who doesn't. eat. He's disgusted. Yeah. He he goes back in the cabin and is like, like, yeah, he can't handle this. And like. Every all the teens eating are sort of in this fervor, like none of them once they start eating, look really conflicted anymore. But he's like, I cannot stand the thought of this. Yeah, that's, I that's think that's a really thing. Yeah, down, down that's such a fascinating wedge to drive. It's such a neat line to draw that like the teens, teens are starving all the time anyway. He's an adult, like his metabolism and his body is different. Of course, it makes sense that he's not as hungry as they are to some degree he's got one less calf and foot he has to feed for himself <laughs> he's, he's got less of a body that needs energy uh what neat i i love this very much i don't know i don't know what this means for him i don't know yeah. if, like they will eat him as we, punishment we for not supporting ex- them eating other people <laughs> Exactly. We haven't seen his modern day version yet. We don't know if he survived or not. Mm-hmm. Um, no word, which is uh, yeah. still something like, from season no one. I think is of, so of, fascinating. Of him, but like, exactly. I wonder what we, happened to coach. We know that we know the people who have gotten out, who we have seen in adult form. 
And we know like people who have clearly died, like Jackie and Laura Lee, uh, uh, everything else, a mystery. We don't know how many people get out. I know Lauren Ambrose, who we loved in Servant, Mm-hmm. was added to the cast this that's who i saw her from i was like i know yeah. her from something okay cool servant yeah. servant a show that had four people in it the tiniest show it's not not a and big a wild cast. show too e- easy to remember those faces uh I'm, I'm so happy to see her again i she was added as adult van which is the yes. first clue we've gotten that van survived you know i've been under the impression that unless they say somebody has survived I'll assume they're dead, but theorize about other things. Yeah. This this is interesting that there has been another survivor who is one of the main cast members who they're just now introducing has survived. Yeah. Uh, and we and haven't like, seen they, yet. Don't know what episode uh, adult van comes into the picture. They they've kind of set, set themselves up to keep that mystery because yeah. all of the survivors are kind of separated and mm-hmm. don't really talk about what happened. They've all yeah. kind of sworn themselves to secrecy. So that's why it's possible that a lot of mm-hmm. them have survived. Uh, in this first episode, though, we did get a scene of the their Oceanic Six, yes, <laughs> so to speak, right? We see the girls uh, coming back to Seattle after being rescued. And the way they filmed this is brilliant because yeah. except for Lottie and Misty, you don't see anyone's faces. Yeah. Uh, so you, you right, don't which, know. Like, which makes sense that like these girls who've been through such a harrowing experience, like they're being led from like a ranger station or something into a helicopter or plane. Like they are all like they don't want the press on them. So they all are hidden under like hoods and hats and things. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, um, it makes diegetic sense for the scene and not just mystery teasing sense for the narrative at large, which yes, I like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that stuff is neat. But we just mentioned Lottie. I, I think that was the kind of big, not big reveal, but one of them from season one that yeah. Lottie is still out there uh, and she's she's up to something. Uh, she kidnapped Nat at the end of mm-hmm. season one. And one of the other kind of mysteries that's still lingering is she's the one that emptied Travis's bank accounts after he oh, died. Yes. Um, we don't know why yet. That's still a bit of a mystery here. Um, well, it the timeline she lays out, and I know it's difficult to trust anything she's saying, that she got, like, he communicated some sort of a vision to her that seems to lead her to where she is now. I wonder if maybe she's been starting some sort of a, a following, some sort of a community for a while. But I get the impression that maybe that complex they're in that's new. I imagine it was Travis's money that helped pay for that complex, which well, that's. Go ahead. The, I was just going to say, it feels like they've been there at that complex for a while. OK, um, I I mean, she, she might still might need help funding it and mm. running it and like all that stuff. So money helps. Um, but yeah, the, like all we know is that she did that. We don't know. If the money went to the camp, if it went to someone else, another one of the survivors, if they're stashing it away for something. We just don't know what yet. So. So that complex 
is that where they are in the 90s? Are they on that lake? Are they at the site where they... That's what I was thinking. Like the lake, the mountains, it looks similar. We don't... it, It doesn't clearly state where they are. Nat is knocked out. She's not conscious for the travel period, so it's not like she has a sense of how far away she's gotten. I was waiting for that reveal of Nat to realize you built a complex back on this place. You like, I never wanted to come back here again. We know that there is a train nearby this complex Mm because that's what Nat would use to get Mm -hmm. back home. Um, But I, 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 I think what we know is that they are somewhere in the Canadian wilderness. They're 600 miles north of Seattle which would put them into Canada. So I, I, yeah, Nat did get her like head, Mm -hmm. you know, head put in a sack so she can't see she got knocked out. I just feel like it'd be hard to go back and forth across that border so easily. Um, I mean, not that it's impossible, but right. Like it would at least just be a small speed bump. And I also imagine that they're like, Oh yeah, you'll take the train home. And then, I don't know if we hear it in the distance when like there's no train or they're not going to let her go home. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's in this same place, but for all we know, it could be. Um, mm. But but yeah, so Lottie is alive and well, she seems to have started this uh, kind of self-help compound that is mm. very cult like. Um, mm. She seems to I I don't want to say motivational speaker, but she 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 speaks to uh, the the followers that she has at this compound uh, in a way like, hey, I can help you overcome your p- problems. You need to shed off your old self, become your new self, all that stuff. Don't worry about your problems. None of this is real. That is an interesting line right there. She says none of this is mm-hmm. real. Um, which is a, an, another kind of one of the theories floating out there of just like, did they really go cannibalistic? Is any of that real? Did they just I, have a fever dream there? I I, I think yeah. it is, but it it, it is mm-hmm. just one of those like, obviously this line stands out to like mm-hmm. fuel the fire of, of like, what is really happening here? Um. But that there is some some more interesting things about uh, her and her her mm. little cult here. They have this like baptism like ritual yeah. that uh, the followers dress up in like animal masks and yeah. like woodland garb, and they go dance and scream out in the middle of the woods in the middle of the night. They bury someone alive and then pull them back out, and it is this like. See- death burial and resurrection right the shedding of the old self into the 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 new life of this new self here i'm wondering if that is going to happen to somebody in the 90s and that's what inspires her to do it as part of practices now already went through that with her baptism with laura lee in season one not a baptism uh but like a buried alive scenario sure yeah like we've had Um, stuff like it like when they put they they think van has been killed by the wolves and they're gonna burn her her. and then she wakes up she's like no i am conscious and they pull her out of the fire kind of like what i thought might have happened with jackie that she's near death but not dead 
I, I'm wondering if there's somebody who they're going to believe is dead, who they choose not to eat for some reason, who they bury, and then that person is ultimately alive. I'm, I'm mm. wondering if we're going to see the inspiration. A Nicky situation. Right! <laughs> Good God. Um, yeah, so she she has some, some strange things up with that. The last thing I want to say about Lottie, at least for right now, is that she has a message from Travis to Nat that just says, tell Nat she was right. Yeah. And we don't know what that means or what she was right about. Um, that's it. I don't know. Another mystery with that there. So um, one of the mysteries we're still dealing with is where is Javi? Is he alive or dead? Yes. <laughs> ha- it, so season two picks up about two months after the end of yes. season one in terms of the timeline for them being stuck out in the wilderness. Javi is still missing. Um, mm. tra- Travis is out there searching every day. Nat is with him but is just like oh, come like, on dude like it's yeah been t- it's partially <laughs> it's snowing uh, yeah they're like they're looking for avi and looking for food yeah. and she will want to go to some place where she thinks she can find an animal and travis is like no we already searched that place he's like i want to go to the next new place to see if Javi's there and she's like we have to feed people yeah um they 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 do end up finding a weird mossy tree that they re- refer to as mm-hmm. the weird mossy tree yeah. in the sense that it it like there's there's a little bit of snow on top of it but there's not snow on oh, it yeah. like everything else as in yes. like there's some kind of heat source or just some weird mystical thing with that yeah um uh don't know the significance of that but at eventually uh in episode two nat goes into javi's uh suitcase pulls out a pair of his pants and kind of fakes that she found him uh Mm -hmm. and to try and get travis to be like to to, to just stop searching for him and Mm -hmm. move on so yeah i found uh she like cuts her face cuts her arm or her leg it doesn't matter she puts blood on it so they find a bloody pant leg and he thinks she's leading him down the path of javi's dead let him go let's stop searching for him and focus on hunting what she does is go into his suitcase and get just a pair of generic like khaki cargo pants and rip the leg off of those i'm wondering if there's going to be a point where travis realizes wait javi disappeared on the night of the doom coming that night, all of us tried to put on the best clothes we had for this sort of dance event. I'm wondering if at some point he's going to remember that's not what Javi was wearing that night. He was wearing like these nice jeans or something. I, I think at some point he's going to realize that was fake. Or Nat was right in the sense that Javi is dead. Mm-hmm. And somehow he has come to know that know that or accept it um yeah yeah or on the the other flip side of the coin wouldn't it be wild if he just showed up and just caused chaos another thing i was thinking the scene where callie and her friend go to that bar I thought and that guy talked <laughs> like he, he introduces himself as j right yes. just the letter I j the same thing at I, first 
I had to pause it and like explain to my roommate. We're, we're both on THC gummies. It was such a struggle. Like how great. I thought it made sense. And then I'm like, wait, no, like that guy doesn't look old enough. That timing doesn't match up. But for half a second, I'm like, that's how they're going to do it. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. like the guys like we see him in, in profile. It's kind of shadowy. I'm like, I don't. I don't know if he especially looks like Javi, but he doesn't look absolutely zero like Javi. Like, I don't know. You've got to consider every option. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had the exact same thought. Yes. And then OK. In, uh, I, almost, I wasn't alone. OK. Immediately. It's like, no, he's a cop uh, investigating Shauna, but trying to squeeze mm. info out of the daughter. Um, yes. But also kind of genuinely likes her and is just like, hey, she's she's actually like nice like i I like her um i i think callie's always been in an interesting position i do like that we're spending more time with her this season and that she has realized my mom murdered somebody what do i do about it exactly i it's i i feel bad for her storyline because i like it it's a good storyline you're right she's in some interesting spots she's also the, the like i Tell me more about the g- 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 girls back Ex- in there. Like it just exactly. happens to be this, my like least prioritized like plot. This thing that just like this oh, is something on, I struggled with in season <laughs> one. That I I wanted the '90s survival situation far more than I wanted anything that was happening in modern day. Like I and I had so many questions. Like. Do they do they right now know where they are? Do they have an idea of why the plane crashed? Like, what are they doing to try? And has anybody set a big signal fire? Like, what are they working on to, like, get out? Like, there were so many questions and like things I wanted to see them do. And instead, we had to to spend time in adult Thais's kitchen. Yeah. And I <laughs> I still always want to be back in the woods, but this season I'm I'm a little bit more interested in the modern day storylines than I was in season one. Yeah, yeah. Um I agree. I agree with that. Uh let's see, do I have anything more about Travis or any of them? I don't think so. Uh let's you mentioned Taisa. Let's talk about her real fast here. Um yeah, she tries to get a new puppy after uh, Biscuit did not last mm-hmm. long. Um, her partner, I forget her name, uh, is Simone. not happy. Simone, thank you. Yeah. Uh, not happy with her. They have gone, gone off at, at the request of Ty to go, you know, stay with your aunt or your mom or whoever. And but is like she had discovered this little altar to the mm-hmm. dead dog and the doll with the eyes busted yes. out uh, and is horrified and is like, hey, you need to step down from yes. this government uh, position that you just won. You need to get help. And and mm-hmm. the longer and longer that it is taking, she is just getting more and more upset of like, you seriously yeah. need help. What is wrong mm-hmm. with you? Um and here in episode two, we have this series of, of events and it g- g- got me. I, I did not see, see this with like it, it was immediately when the school call that I knew. I, but we get this series of, of events where her kid 
shows up one day. It's like, I mm. walked here from school. I missed you. I wanted to see yeah. you. I, I saw the new dog. I wanted, I wanted to play with the dog. Makes sense that the, something yeah. like that would happen. Um, and she does the right thing. It's like, all right, let me call your mom so she can come p- pick you mm-hmm. up. And I'll just have to deal with her yelling at me some more about like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, they go out, they, they, it, the first yeah. hint was when Simone shows up, the door is locked and Ty is asleep. Ty has been sleepwalking again in modern day t- times. And yes. to stop that, she's been chugging coffee, taking mm. all sorts of, uh, stuff to keep her awake. And the minute we see her asleep, we're like, oh no, this is good. At that, I, I was like. I hope that dog is still alive. Yeah. Um, I got like, I, uh, God, this is going to be bad. And then they go up st- upstairs when they can't find the kid and the dog, the window is open. They're like, Oh no, they escaped. They got out somehow, uh, which I should have known at that. Like, why would the kid escape? Like, I, right. I, 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 I don't think like, he, I, we know that it, it, it Ty could do some scary things while she's sleepwalking. But it just feels strange him having to escape. Like, I know this is also kind of a horror story and that could Mm. be a a thing. Right. But um, Mm. yeah. And then they're in the car searching and that's when they get the call from the school. Like, (laughs) why haven't you come to pick him up yet? And immediately I was just like, oh, fuck, they got me. Okay. I thought they really lost the kid. I was like, oh, the first time he walks in the house, I'm like, this is a dream. That's not real. But then when she calls Simone and I was expecting Simone to say, what are you talking about? Sammy's here. right here. Yeah. When that didn't come, I'm like, all right, maybe this is legit. I, I wasn't. I, we didn't have the context of it's a school like he's still at school. Like I wasn't yeah. able to think that far. I didn't know enough that that was the circumstances. But I, I do like how long they kind of tease that out. Yeah, that it wasn't exactly what you thought. Uh, it's not like a one scene sort of hallucination she has. They, they, they get a little bit more out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, um, like b- before all of that happened in, in the midst of that happening and Ty trying to stay yeah. awake, she is frustrated with herself and all the stress that she has there's a scene of her heading at her vanity table with a bunch of mirrors did you catch her reflection moving on its own yes um so yeah just more evidence of either she has some kind of like split personality dissociative identity Mm. disorder some kind of something like that or is possessed um mm. i i wouldn't put it past that especially at the end of season one when she wins the election she d- decides to like stick stay in the yeah. race and she, she she wins she gets this very sinister smile on yeah with that uh yeah there is the reflection moving on its own mm. which is very sinister uh and then when they find out that uh Hammy, her kid is still at school and Simone immediately starts just being like what the hell like you seriously need help like xyz yes. all that stuff 
she gets like her just like she has this change in demeanor and her face just goes real like sinister and stern and just looks at 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 her and stares like does not look at the road speeds Mm. up and that's when they have this this axe yes i didn't they get in yeah into into um and then the shot of the the shot of the accident, I'd have to look at it again. I, you don't see the passenger seat that clearly. I'm wondering if, uh, did she also imagine Simone being there? How many oh, things yeah. is she imagining at once? Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah, she is dealing with it for sure. Um, and then, of course, in the past, she is still sleepwalking. Uh, there was a night where, well, so uh, her yeah. and van have started tying their wrists together which i gotta say is interesting because that's a plot point in the leftovers the first thing i ever saw jasmine savoy brown in yeah yeah um and there is a night where she gets out of that she unties Mm. herself which i makes sense that she could just untie herself from that knot and then go and that's what happens van wakes up in the middle of the of the night to chase her down uh, and we get to see some things from Ty's per- perspective in her like sleepwalking mm-hmm. state or her sleepwalk vision, mm-hmm. if, if, if you will, because I don't know if she can truly see, but she is seeing and she's seeing the no eyed man and the no eyed man yes. is leading her to this cliff and she's sleepwalking and about to just walk off this c- cliff when Jan finally catches up to her and stops her and then wakes mm-hmm. her 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 up and they're both just like what the hell just happened um mm-hmm. so that's an interesting thing because we haven't really seen the no-eyed man move in that way i think we've just kind of yeah. seen him standing there yes um in in some stuff so that's interesting that he's now taking like an active role in leading mm. her or or she is following him uh in in this thing um but we also know that there is this weird um i I don't know how to put this uh this weird state that some of the characters have gotten in when they've had Mm. visions yeah van when she almost died from the wolf and they were about to burn her says she had a vision she saw Mm. them and there was something with them we don't know what it was she just says something um, and then, yeah, Thaisa sleepwalking and being able to see the ten-eyed man and follow him in her sleepwalking state, right? Hold uh, on, her, now, he had so, so, so no hard. eyes, now no. he has ten eyes? <laughs> the ten-eyed man a is a Batman villain that has eyes in his fingers. Um, oh, and, he, he's uh, a pan's labyrinth. Okay, <laughs> not in the sense that he like holds his eye. He kind of does, but he has eyes in his fingers, so he can like t- touch you and be like, "I see who you really are," and, oh. and stuff what? like that. Um, when yeah, was weird. this? Um, when? How? How old and, is Tin Eyed Man? I want to say late seventies into the eighties. He's still okay. around, but he's one of wow. the like more weird, obscure villains you don't Man. see often. Um, but, uh, yeah, the no, no eyed man, she gets to see him in that. And then to circle back around to Travis in the modern day time, according to Lottie's account, 
he wants to not kill himself, but hang himself to the point that he's unconscious so that yes. he can get into this state and commune with mm. the darkness that like yes. this, this thing. So they at least Travis seems to believe that there is an entity out there that is influencing them or manipulating them or possessing mm. them somehow. Or Lottie believes this and wants to convince Natalie that Travis also believed it. Right. That is a possibility as well. Um, and especially with Lottie kind of being a little more in tuned with the spiritual, she's had visions. She's had these like kind of psychic powers mm. from a very, very young age um, that they have tried to treat with uh, schizophrenic medicine. And then mm. when she re returned from being rescued with electroshock th therapy, oh, yeah, uh, all sorts oh. of stuff. Um, so she's had a rough go of it for sure but yeah they like and especially in that one scene that you mentioned about it seems to be floating through near the ca cabin yeah. and dumps all the uh the snow we don't know if that is an entity from its perspective or it is just the tree got heavy enough with all the snow that that branch just kind of naturally happened mm -hmm. to fall and it just happened to be mm. uh right there on top of her um so weird things weird things are yeah. happening for sure mm-hmm I wonder I wonder if there's something to does the does the spirit want to kill Ty or is it saying like look over here and it's just sort of not you know like this whatever this energy force is whatever this no-eyed man represents isn't like well, I don't really think of you as a mortal being who will die if you go over a cliff. That's not how I process things. I'm just saying, look down there. Like, yeah. like I don't think they look. It's night, so of course there's not much to see. But I, like, I think they look over the edge because Vin okay, tackles okay. her, and they're like looking over, and that's okay. when they're just like, "Oh my god!" Um, I, but I don't think it's a shock, as in like, "Oh my god, we found an entire submarine down there." What's that? <laughs> it's like it's 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 I, just like I almost I, walked I, off this cliff. Shock. Yeah, yeah, I. Again, you got to think of everything. What if like there's something down there they're meant to be seeing and they don't realize that's the purpose. That's a great thought. Yeah. Um cuz I those, keep waiting for them to those mm -hmm. symbols that that weird yeah, symbol yeah. that you keep seeing. One of them's paying. out there. Uh yeah, that was on a tree nearby. It was on a tree nearby the crash. It was uh surrounding the guy in the cabin in like a séance kind of way. That they with the symbols, uh, Travis used them when he hung himself. Kind of, Jerry's still out on that of what exactly mm. happened to him. Um, but that symbol keeps appearing in places that that I think yes, we at at the very least warrant investigation. But death surrounds it. Yeah. It, it, or is nearby right um so so yeah there, there's some some interesting stuff g g g g g going on with that there um last little bit not as much to chew on with this but mm. what do you think about uh misty uh and the introduction of elijah wood's character here i i think his intro like his physical introduction like 
she reads the comments from him on the Reddit board for the Bureau of Citizen Detectives. It's read in Elijah Wood's voice, which I know very well from years of watching Lord of the Rings and the Lord of the Rings DVD commentaries. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so then when she's working at the nursing home and she hears his voice as just like somebody bringing a grandparent in, like, oh, I didn't think that's how they were going to meet. That's interesting. And he leaves her the note that's a blank sheet of paper. I'm like, that's she's got a national treasure. This it's a challenge. He's testing her. Oh, that I'm, scene I'm was enjoy- great because he like she she kind of immediately recognizes that he even with what he's talking about and the way he's talking, so, something's off. And he's kind of almost immediately like belittling her in the way he's describing some of the nurses mm. like i don't want a nurse that's like this and it's like oh yeah that's misty and so she kind of yes she she recognizes that that like hey so, like that that could be me well, like what what is happening he's, he's calling out like threats specifically he's giving off this definite era this definite aura of i i am a citizen detective i investigate things. i am aware me. of true yeah. crime details and misty just happens to fit a lot of true crime details and she she immediately looks up and looks at him and we knew from like trailers and stuff like okay this is elijah Mm. wood and his character i don't know if she immediately recognizes that that's him but is also (laughs) slightly attracted to him and is like Mm. she like she kind of looks him up and down and it's just like oh Okay, let me go back to work so it looks like I'm not staring. And then he gets closer. And yeah, as he walks by, just immediately like smirks and smile. And he's just like, I know it's you. You know it's me. Like, ha. And I was like, oh, that is great. It is amazing. Nice. Um, I loved that. I'm scene. excited for where that could go when they introduce a character who clearly, as far as we can tell, doesn't have anything to do with the 90s storyline. Yeah. Um, right. I don't know if if he was a high school student, if he was a year mm-hmm. older, if he was a year or two younger. Who knows yeah. if he's a a, a sibling and mm-hmm. they mm. just don't. Yeah, like I. I yeah, he's knows? like the kid of one of the pilots or flight attendants who died in the crash. Who we never think about. That could be something to. to too um but but yeah he is very much so on he's on he's hit the nail on the head with Mm. shauna murdering adam uh and misty is is just trying to like oh well your theory is stupid what a dumb theory (laughs) send (laughs) (laughs) it's great like if she types goose chase and then edits it like wild goose Goose chase chase. send bitch <laughs> i speaking of shauna murdering uh, adam i like the scene where her and jeff go to uh they go to adam's art studio when he's done all these paintings of shauna and shauna kind of gets out of trouble by convincing jeff that he likes to be cocked and then they just have sex right there on the table in front of the nude paintings of shauna <laughs> what a turn and then the scene where they go home and he just Papa has, Roach just like right, just out, like, like oh, has yeah. some new metal time to himself alone in the car <laughs> that's a great moment I love it because I mean it, it is a weird scene for him where he is 
trying to he's he's nowhere near as at like adventurous or edgy like he yeah. really does not have a dark side to him mm-hmm. he did this blackmail thing but less of a like i'm a badass more right. of a I, i'm an idiot <laughs> like <laughs> i we watched that like uh summary video of season one then we started the season two premiere we meet jeff and then i had to pause it and turn to my roommate like I realize this isn't clear from the video we watched. Jeff is actually pretty great. <laughs> like you like it's Jeff. There's yeah. there's something to Jeff. Sincerely, he's, he's just kind of this oblivious. Right. Uh, like even even if he is clued in on certain things, he's still just not connecting any of the dots here. But I think him seeing that fucked up painting of her. That was not mm. one that they messed up themselves, but was oh, the yeah. one that was like Shoshana and her skull and like showing yeah. it was this weird, like abstract thing. I think he's starting to see that Shauna has a darker side to her yes. uh, that he didn't necessarily like maybe he knew, but also didn't know exactly how deep it went. And I think he mm-hmm. is maybe starting to realize that. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, I that that stuff was in. Interesting. Uh, back to Misty and what was Elijah's Woods ca- ca- character's name? It's something with the W. D- Wendell Winston. Are you thinking know, about like the that. show he was on with the man in the dog costume? Wilfred, what was that right? one called? Wilfred. Uh, I I don't know. His I don't name. know. Um, uh, but his uh, his username is putting the sick in forensics. Great, amazing stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where that goes down the road because that feels like it'll be a great rivalry be- between mm. uh him and yeah Misty. good stuff there um that's kind of all i have to say except for my wild theories i i've got one shot i want to shout out it's in Go episode it. yeah. two episode two had a lot like the sweeping shots of the mountains when natalie and travis go out searching like it's got really nice cinematography in it which is like, there's nothing wrong with season one. Season one looks good, but at no point did any visual style, like, really stick out to me that much. And sure, I'm happy yeah. season two has got a little more pizzazz to it. There's a shot when, I think it's when Kevin, that's his name, right, comes to see Shauna at her house. Yep. And there's a shot through this, like, uh, the w- opening, you know, this sort of, this sort of look through from one room to another. That's like got this frame around it and it's a shot of a painting on the wall and then like the the, the look through from one room to another that cut out and that's like framed and perfectly has like Shauna and Callie in there. It's such an interesting shot. It makes them look like they're just on a flat screen TV on the wall. Like it's sort of really fra- like literally and metaphorically like frames the situation they're in as as television. <laughs> As this whole okay. like separate narrative on its own. Oh, just a neat shot. Just really appreciated it. Good. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do think they stepped up some of the production value. Uh, I think the um, the, the the snow in the, the old timeline. Oh, yeah. Super fake, I, I will say you can see just like well, white like pixels and stuff in their hair doesn't look great but i think their outfits and makeup the way the characters yeah look in in that 
are fantastic. Uh, oh. It does look a lot more like they shot in the cold because that is what, at, yeah. at the very least, that's what the makeup looks like. They look like they are cold. Their noses are red. Their lips are chapped. And yes. like, it's be- it's believable. And I, I thought that was a I- good step up. Speaking of makeup, real briefly, there's the scene where Lottie, I think adult Lottie, sees the vision of like Laura Lee's ghost coming towards her out of the shadows. And my roommate's very squeamish. And I'm like, Mary, you got to look away. This is going to be gnarly because I'm expecting to see burnt Laura Lee dying mm-hmm. in like the plane explosion. She's not burnt. She's just sort of generally ghostly. It looks cool, but I'm like, oh, oh, that's actually much easier th- than what I thought we were going to see. This is easier on the eyes. That's just normal ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so are you ready for some yeah. Easter eggs and wild Every time. theories? Yes. So episode one is entitled Friends, Romans, Countrymen. I thought this Love was this. a brilliant Easter egg. Yes. At the end of so in episode one, uh, Shauna accidentally knocks Jackie over, which breaks her ear off. Yeah. She tries to kind of put it back on, but doesn't know what to do with it. So she puts it in her pocket, keeps it. And at the end, we get that just great, real quick shot of her just right about to bite down on it. Uh, well, of course, Ferenz Roman's countryman is a line from Shakespeare. Uh, the rest of that line goes, lend me your ears. Yes. <laughs> Which is great. Brilliant. Excellent. Ma, loved it. Um <laughs> I love that, that episode is two is called fantastic. Edible Complex. Yes, um, which brings me to kind of the bigger Easter egg that, that I have here. There's a lot of Greek mythological references in these first two episodes in a way that season one did not have it, but also recontextualizes a couple things, specifically Doom coming. Mm. Um, I'll get to that in a sec here, but yes, uh, episode two is entitled Edible Complex, a play on in Oedipus Complex, mm. where you fall in love with your mom, uh, but mm-hmm. they they eat Jackie in this one, so it is an <laughs> edible complex. Right. Um, I know episode three is entitled Digestive, like a... a, a Digestive. Like, Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Like a a drink that you would serve after a meal. Mm. Uh, so that is going to be an interesting one for sure. But yeah, a lot of Greek mythology references in this stuff. Um, man, so I whew, so you brought up that you really liked this scene when they are finally eating Jackie. And they yeah. there it, it's intercut with these scenes of them in these like ancient Greek garbs and crowns made out of like leaves and yeah. all those branches. And it is just this Dionysian feast that yes. they are just gorging themselves on. And it starts real simple. You know, they eat a strawberry, they pick up their cups and they cheer. And, and then it just very quickly devolves into them just gorging themselves yeah. on all of that stuff. Um, and yeah, this is interesting because um, 
the Dionysian feast. Uh, Dionysus is the Greek god of wine, fertility, festivity, insanity, and ritual madness. So there's there's some interesting things with that. But I think this also ties into the doom coming here, especially the play The Bacchae, I think is how you pronounce it or the bakay um uh-huh. but it is a, a, essentially the plot of that play uh is the king of thebes outlaws the worship of dionysus who then sends his female followers known as the maenads um which mm. tr- translates to the raving yeah. um, i think i to, read this in college to to rip apart the king of thebes of thieves uh which is very similar to what is happening in doom coming that mm. they are like ripping him up they are ripping travis apart they're about to eat him and like cut him apart um which is wild um but the main ads themselves um like are often jarrest j- j- in uh like woodland garb they have animal skins on Mm. uh they they have staves that are intertwined with like ivy and leaves Mm. and pine cones which is exactly how they were looking like in doom coming so Mm -hmm. it it is just this really interesting touch of like here's a reference to the bakai um Mm -hmm. all of that good stuff but in keeping with the Greek mythology, um, let's t- 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 talk a little bit about Lottie and her cult here. So yes. Lottie is depicted in this like bright orange color, right? And mm. her followers are in this purple. When she says it's not purple, it's helium. When she says it's trope. Right. When she says it's not purple, it's heliotrope. My roommate turns to me like, I didn't know that was a color. I thought that was an animal. I, th- I thought a heliotrope lived underwater. It's it's a flower, which is what they are <laughs> using to make the pur- pur- mm-hmm. purple dye. Heliotropic flowers are flowers that always look at the sun so mm. during the course of the, the of the, 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 the day they will slowly turn to face the sun of course heliotropic finds its roots in greek in the yes. sun god helios so yes. her in this bright orange makes her look like the sun which all yes. of her followers being these flowers mm that are looking at her and following her, uh, which is an interesting thing. Um, But then also to note that in season one, when we saw Nat in when she was in her rehab still at like the very start Mm. when we first meet her, she is wearing purple. And the guy that is running the discussion is in that same color. orange. Uh, which oh. is an interesting uh, thing to see. But if we follow this logic that Helios, the Greek sun god, uh, has connections to Lottie, uh, 
Helios is this all-seeing god is is what they saw him 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 as because he you know he's the he's the personification of the sun. Here we have Lottie being this like spiritual guru, kind of having this this third sight, these visions, right? Um, which is uh, which is what they attributed to Helios. Um, Helios was also given the epithets of Hyperion, meaning uh-huh. the one above, above. And I think with her kind of yeah spiritual stance, like that could potentially put her on like, hey, I am the spiritual leader here. Mm-hmm. I, I am the one above you guys here in that sense. Mm-hmm. I am leading you. Uh, he he also had the epithet of Python, I believe is how that's pronounced, uh, which means the shining or the shining one. Of course, in Javi's like weird panic attack oh, yeah. visions, he's seeing her with this like glowing aura around her. She is shining, um, which I yeah is is interesting. Um, the helio his his main like myth that is like most famous um is of his son who is also named uh um and it's about his son asking helios to ride his chariot across the sky in which zeus then strikes it down with lightning very similar to how lee took the plane and it blew up um and yeah, just some some really, really interesting stuff with that. Uh, again, on the heliotropic flowers, there is a Greek myth as t- 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 told by o- Ovid in his Metamorphoses about a water nymph named Clytai, I think is how you say that, uh, who falls in love with Helios, uh, is betrayed by 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 him and then turns into those flowers uh that mm. uh, all there so there's just there's a lot of interesting stuff around that uh some also some interesting discussion about both laura lee and lottie hitting their heads mm. in season one we see laura lee jump into the pool and she hits her forehead right mm. uh, and that's when she is pulled out and saved the first thing she sees obviously being that the lifeguards uh cross necklace Mm -hmm. right so that's why she turns to christianity uh but um lottie when she gets Mm -hmm. possessed in season one in the seance if if you would like to think that it's a possession Mm -hmm. uh ends the, the whole thing by banging her head on the yeah. window multiple times um and of course your forehead especially like right here and yeah. being a spiritual power is like your yes. third eye um mm-hmm. that third eye obviously being like the all-seeing eye there's a bunch of emblem symbolism with that i, I mentioned the all-seeing eye there's the eye of providence which is an ah 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 i inside a triangle uh mm-hmm. which you might know from the back of the dollar 
national treasure could be yeah that stuff could be connections to the illuminati the freemasons all all that there's a lot of great iconography uh with this sib temple which is a triangle and then there's a circle kind of like an eyeball now it's not Uh exactly in the middle of the thing it's more on the top which makes it look more like a person but we don't know if it's actually a person um, there is a hook on the bottom with, they yeah. did hang that one girl upside down to gut her, mm. uh, and mm. do all that stuff. And there's the like the little stick arm things sticking off the side of yeah. the triangle. So it seems to have like a personified thing, but there is this idea of a triangle, um, with, with an ah, 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 eyeball, uh, in the middle, which is also used in Christian uh, arts mm-hmm. and stuff to represent the yeah. Holy Trinity, um, which Laura Lee had that, and Lottie, you know, has the. There's just, there's, look, it, it's a little bit too far out there. I don't think these are theories that like solve the mystery of what mm. happened. No. But I, I like them thematically. I think these yes. are really, really neat to explore and just be like, oh, look how this fits. This is so cool. Yeah. Look at that reference. Um, I, so, yeah. And it makes sense, again, diegetically. You can imagine the girls studying Greek mythology or Greek literature in school and like they yes. are aware, like Lottie herself is thinking about Helios or something. Like you can't imagine they have actual knowledge of this. They are dorks about it. And they do let that feed into this uh this ritual society that they are creating now. Yeah. I I I mean Misty named her bird Caligula. Yeah. Yeah. I've yet um, to d- dig into the real Caligula or like the I don't know if he was Roman a real Emperor. guy or a or a he fictional was. character. He probably ate people. I don't know all of everything he ever did. Eating people might have been one of them. I haven't looked into this much. I literally, between us recording the <laughs> review show before this and this, I watched a video of the season two cast reacting to like wild fan theories. Yes. One of them was, did Misty name her bird Caligula? Because the Roman emperor of the same name was said to have performed a cesarean and eaten a baby. Oh, she says no, because it actually recently came out that that was a disinformation campaign about a following like like one of the next emperors to Mm. get you to not like him as as much. They put out all this information and it finally came out that that stuff was actually not true. Um, and so she likes to, to, to think that she named the bird Caligula because she is a character that is often assumed to have been one thing, but is not really yeah. uh, that one thing or you think is more harmful than she actually is or vilified yeah. when she's actually not. So, And I think I remember reading that somebody did come out and say they're not going to eat the baby. We're not going to tell yes, you what they, happens they with the baby that. will not be eaten. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, I they, also they, they did mention that cesarean sections named after Caesar Caesar himself was Caesar the one who said friends Romans countrymen lend me your ears I know I, I took so. a I Shakespeare I took a Shakespeare class let me look this up I took a Shakespeare class in college don't remember well, you're looking everything that, in great you detail have a very minor greater oh. pot- potential Greek 
reference with uh, ceramic being the a- a- answer oh, to the yeah. yeah. all the ceramic vases. Stuff like um, that. Fr- uh, that was said by Mark Antony in Mark the Antony. play okay. Julius Caesar. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, just lots of interesting Greek references. I don't know if this will continue. Uh, I, I, I tried to look up at like the episode titles, but I don't think they've released them all. I, I know mm-hmm. they also released episode four, the title for that one, but I don't remember what it was. And it, it oh, it was it was entitled Old Wounds. So not immediately being like, oh, that's a line ah. from that one play or anything Hopefully, like that. But who knows? Just a phrase. Hopefully we'll get adult van by that point. The most like visibly wounded of any of the survivors. I know I've seen uh, promo shots of Lauren Ambrose with all the, the scar makeup on her face. So mm-hmm. hope we get it right then. Hopefully. But, yeah. but yes, that's that's kind of all I have on these first two. Um, down the it's, road, I don't know if we'll go as long have. as we did Pers- for this episode, which was like an hour yeah. and some yeah. ch- 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 change. They might be a little bit shorter, uh, but this kick they, they hangs off an answer. Yeah. brings up a lot of questions that I'm super excited about. Yeah, I and I think doing this once every two episodes of the show is going to give us uh, you know pun in pun not intended but acknowledged some real meat on the bone for whatever it is we're discussing yeah a lot to chew on all sorts of metaphors like we we, yeah i think two episodes is a really good size for like the pace of the show and how many storylines it has it might take two episodes to really substantiate something we want to dig into exactly exactly um well, yeah, that I think about wraps us up for our d- discussion review spoiler cast of yeah. season two, episode one and two of Yellow Jackets. Um, in the meantime, uh, or I, I, I guess I should say in two weeks, we'll be back with our, our next installment of Yellow J- Jackets. In the meantime, we also have a John Wick four spoiler cast yeah. for you all to check out. We have uh the Mandalorian season three uh, episodes one through four, uh, like a review spoiler discussion on that. Uh, so be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. So Melissa, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Wilkywit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. Shower me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember if you want a, a very different form of some 90s nostalgia. There you go. Uh, if you guys would like to follow me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you'd like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are, of course, at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please go check out one of our other videos right here on this side of the screen, right over there. Uh, that would help us out a bunch as well. This has been number 112 of the Whatnots Reactor Core. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.